So right now, as it stands, the New York Knicks are eliminated officially, correct? Yes. And the Washington Wizards are eliminated as well. Yeah. So we have 1 through 10 on the East. The first sort of picture that we got in the final six, seven games of the season. Yeah. We got Hawks, Hornets. We got Nets, Cavs. As the Raptors have ascended to that sixth seed and the Cavs have now fallen down to that seventh seed. I think that the Cavs are the most vulnerable team right now out of all 10 teams. Yeah, especially because they're going to have to, more than likely, they're going to have to face Brooklyn. And Brooklyn's going to be full forced. And I think that if the Hawks, if they were to beat the Hornets, if they place the Cavaliers, I'm betting my money on the Hawks just based on last year's experience. You mentioned Trey Young as a very disappointing player, and I agree with you. He's arguably on the most disappointing team, would you say? Besides the Lakers and Nets, would you say the Hawks have been the most disappointing team? Yes. Even more than the Knicks? Yeah, because I never put money on the Knicks. It's the Knicks. They, they, They always find a way to not do well. It's right. like, I don't know what it is. It just, it's just how it is. I'm sorry, Nick fans, but that's just... Don't be sorry. <laughs> no need to be sorry. Although Nick fans haven't seen a championship since 1978. Mm. So you're 76 or 78, one of those even numbers. But, um, yeah, I think... The Hawks have a legit chance of making it to the 8th seed, where um, the Cavaliers have a very high chance of falling out of the play-in, because Brooklyn's not going to fall out. No. Hornets, although dangerous, they do not play a lick of defense. So I think the Hawks would get, based on experience too, the Hawks would just get past the Hornets. Yeah, just because they can handle themselves, I think, better in high-pressure situations. I'm pretty sure... I mean, what's the season series for them? I'm pretty sure the Hawks won the season series on the Hornets. Yes. Yes, but the Hornets beat the season series on the Nets this last week. Mm. It can get really complicated, but um, we're here, man. We got just above a week, and uh, my name is Mitchell Adams. Matty Ice. Welcome to the Balls Out podcast, ladies and gentlemen. As we are talking about playoffs, MVPs, potential MVPs calling an arrest, although it was an April Fool's joke, LeBron is not... No, not not with the scoring uh, title on the line. He, right. he knows. He's got too much pride to just be like, I'm done, see you next fall. Yeah, Bro, yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> Balls Out Podcast with Mitchell Keith. Matty Ice. And Matty Ice, you got something in front of you. Um, I'm kind of just over here eyeing it as we were talking about the playoff scenario. As you look at it, what are some things that stick out to you the most right now? Well, for me, like going on the West. Okay. Uh, depending on how these next three or four, like these next five games go, 
four through six can completely change. Like, like all of them could be shuffled differently, but I feel like Golden State and Utah, who are facing each other right now, as it speaks or as it stands, um, can be a really good series. Just because you have Steph, who's still technically questionable, Clay, who hasn't fully found his rhythm, and I mean, neither has Draymond. Yeah, neither has Draymond. He's since being back, he has not looked as comfortable as he did in the beginning of the year. Right. Now, right. Jazz, granted, have not been playing amazing basketball either. And as of late, it's not looked good. No. They've thrown away a lot of late leads in the last six or seven minutes. Their roster is too good for that. They have too many veterans to be slipping up. This is... And we mentioned it on a few podcasts. This is kind of if the the Jazz need to shake up yeah. their roster if they don't go. I would say even past the second round because yeah. they were the first seed last season. They got knocked out second round. So you need to improve from last season, especially bringing back what you have and improving the roster with Rudy Gay with Whiteside uh, coming in, bringing in some pretty important veteran roles and plus with how much you paid Rudy Gobert yeah you guys got to get past being a six seed as a jazz is disappointing in itself knowing you're having a basically at this point an overpaid defensive player of the year right right just just put it in perspective so if the jazz had Donovan Mitchell and Mike Conley injured for majority of the season Rudy Gobert would have to pick up the slack would they be a playoff team no so Nuggets Joker had Jamal Murray and uh oh my god the forward junior uh one of the Jackson juniors right no No, not not um, the Jackson junior uh oh my god not Harris junior oh ladies and gentlemen aren't we so good (laughs) yeah But I know who you're talking we, about. We yes, got yes. Porter Jr. Porter Michael Jr., yes. Porter Jr. Michael Porter Jr. Yep. Yeah. And like going through every junior. <laughs> I know. Gosh. Um, not Gary Payton the junior because it's the second. Um, Michael Porter Jr. And uh, Jamal Murray has been out for the Nuggets. And look how the Joker has kept them afloat. Yeah. Right? You need to compare payments. Rudy Gobert is not worth that money. We have said that. Not to turn this into they shouldn't have paid Rudy Gobert that money, but they shouldn't have paid Rudy Gobert that money. Yeah. I mean, it's just... Yeah, and well, then that, let's move on to three and six. So you've got the Dallas and Denver. And those are both... I think this could be one of those long series games. Or long series for the first round. Yeah. Because both of them are... I think it's the most equally matched... Out of both sides of the West and the East. Agreed. They're very similar in how they're built and how their rosters are. I mean, Luka is going to run all over the front court, but you're going to have Joker just dominating down low. Yeah. So it's going to be a lot of like give and take on both sides. Give and take for sure because you got nobody that can guard Joker, but you got nobody that can guard Luka. Yeah. Uh, so... It's very much, it's also going to come down to the health of Jamal Murray. It's been said that he's going to come back at some point, man. 
uh, and hopefully him and Porter Jr. come back for the playoffs. But yeah, that three through six is separated by two games, Warriors, Mavericks. In fact, Warriors and Mavericks are fighting for that third, fourth spot. Yeah. Nuggets, Jazz, right? So unless some miracle happens, T-Wolves do our arms reached, but it's a pretty far reach. So I don't see him um, going back up. Warriors, Steph Curry's, they just announced that uh, he's out for the rest of the regular season, which they have gone three and 10 without him. They yeah. are not doing good. So the Warriors also have a chance to slip even further down. So it's going to be really interesting to watch. So I'm really glad you pointed out. That's a really something to keep watching for on the West. What else as you look at the standings right now? Well, you've got, when you look at play-in tournament, I think play-in tournament, I, I personally hope this is the last year of play-in, but I know it won't, it, be. it won't be. It just won't be. I get it. You want to give more people opportunity, but it just, it's just extra basketball that isn't needed. Hey, as a Kings fan, I'll take it. <laughs> I mean, you're not eliminated yet, no. which is absolutely what. That's what's crazy. So, like, the East is set. Their 10 is set. Literally, these next five games can completely destroy eight, nine, or no, not eight, but nine and 10. Nine, 10, 11, and 12 all could, like, change right. in the West. If nine and 10 have really bad four losses and the other ones have four wins, you're looking at a complete switch. So not 13. So you're saying the Blazers are officially done. <laughs> that <laughs> the, was a joke. The, the <laughs> Portland Trail, trail, trail tankers. tankers. The Portland. <laughs> yeah, no, they're officially done. I'm already hoping for a couple W's. I play them twice. So. Yeah, so manifest we'll take, that. <laughs> get um, those under our belt. But it's, it's going to be interesting because when you get Minnesota playing the Clippers, that's going to be a good game. I think that's going to be a really good game because... Clippers aren't going to go away quietly, and nor are the Timberwolves. Mm -hmm. I think that's going to be one of those surprisingly low-scoring games for both of them, or just really high-scoring and no defense. Or the Clippers, you know, are down 28-10 to 10 at the start of the game, and then the fourth quarter comes around, you know, it's it's now a tight game. Oh, man, that game was wild, though. Like, oh, I... Clippers are just so resilient. They just know every they minute don't give counts. up. Yeah. Every minute counts. They they do not stop. It is I think what has showed true testament to that roster and uh, the coaching. Like the fact that I feel like every time out he's still riding play. They're down like sixteen with eight minutes left in the fourth and he's already like planning out the next yeah. three possessions. Mm -hmm. Like hey, you gotta stop here, you gotta stop here. We're like we're in a good spot, and you just keep chipping away, chipping away. They've done it multiple times this year. I need you to give me an odds percentage. What do you think are the odds that right as the playoffs are starting, they announce the return of Kawhi? Hmm. I'm gonna go with fifty-fifty. I think there's a fifty for. 50 chance that they do that like because it they've just kept it so like swept in under the rug under the radar for anyone whether or not he's playing this year or not yeah so and i don't know what that has to do isn't his contract come up next year too 
Or has he got one more year? He's got one more year, but I think he's got an option. Yeah, he's got a player. Every... He can uh, exercise that player option, right? Right, right. Because he did a three-year with two-year option. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, it's... I don't know. I don't know what goes through that guy's head, man. How, how come you don't? You, you got to watch him plenty as a Spurs fan. Absolutely. You should, you should know what goes through the head of... Don't speak the mind, Kawhi Leonard. Mr. Fun Fun Guy. I'm a fun guy. (laughs) For real. We digress, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, uh, You know, Kawhi Leonard is kind of a a trigger, if you will. Just a little bit. I just have a a jersey that sits in my closet and just... It's all right. I have a Demarcus Cousins jersey somewhere. Uh, I think up. I think everybody has one player from their team where they like they bought in, they did it, and then they, it's gone. Yeah, it's just the way it is. But like you said, we digress. Moving forward, the one seeds I think are well. The one seed in the the West is solidified. That's the Phoenix Suns, the best team in the, in the NBA. NBA. Absolutely, which is and they have had such a great year i'm anticipating a great playoff run and i would not be mad to see them in the finals again i like there would be nothing wrong with that same same you called if you recall (laughs) way back in september that it would be a rematch yes of the hawks bucks and i uh Uh, foolishly bucks Yes, yeah, Suns Bucks. Thank you, Suns Bucks. And I foolishly uh, was like, no, I think the Suns are going to take a step back this year. Obviously, that was just me um, talking out of my ass because I was completely wrong. <laughs> and they have been the most impressive squad. They're two deep, possibly three deep in some positions. Yeah, uh, and- like bench can run squad. Uh, so, and I don't feel like anyone in this league can literally one on one guard. Devin Booker or Chris Paul. For no. some reason, every time they shoot this year, it just goes in, yeah. and it's like they're like triple teamed. Yeah, it's and it's still not a bad shot for them because then you got Crowder and you got um, oh my gosh, um, Bridges. Bridges. Thank you. And it, honestly, that I, I like seen in the most recent Phoenix Suns games that I've watched is that um that. Everyone's staying home, which is giving more space for Chris Paul and Booker to really take advantage yeah. of their handles. I mean, they're, they're so well built. Point God. You got your star shooting guard. Yeah. Then you got your snipers who are also big dude. Well, yeah. Crowder's a Crowder's big dude. Crowder's a big dude, yeah. Um, and Bridges is that fast, swift dude that you just got to keep guarding him. And then you got DeAndre Ayton in the middle. Like yeah. they've literally built a perfect team. It really is. And, and we're not going to even mention their bench, which is arguably the best bench in the league as well. <laughs> JaVel McGee. Man, he continues to find a team that will he can just be the role role player to help he could out. He win his fourth ring this year, man. I, I mean, if you would have told me <laughs> 5 years ago that JaVel McGee would have a potential fourth ring, let alone a ring. Like he would have more than Larry Bird. Oh my gosh! And he tied LeBron for the that's, most. Current. That's just as shocking as the Heat being at number one right now. You think that's shocking? Yes. Oh, because of how much we talked badly about Tyler Hero Not and how even, he was going to flop. 
I didn't even not that, that was much. mostly me. But <laughs> yeah, I just think as the roster, I just didn't think that they could contend with what I thought like Philly would have been stronger. Um, oh. Yeah, they've just they've gone. They're in a good spot. Four is perfect for them, you know. But I think they like through all the drama, it affected that team. But then you have Milwaukee, who can literally take the number one seed, and they they snuck up because they were the five seed. What like three weeks ago? Yeah, yeah. The Bucks and the Celtics have made very impressive runs yes. to end this season. Celtics have had the best record since January thirteenth, around that time frame, uh, in the NBA. Uh, so to see the Bucks and the Celtics both ascend on the level they have. It's very dangerous because this is when you want to start ascending. Yeah. And to see Philly kind of struggle because Harden, again, you took the risk with James Harden. There is nobody under more pressure in these playoffs than James Harden this season. Yep. They, I, even if LeBron makes it, LeBron has no pressure. He's won four chips. What has he got to prove? Curry, it, 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 there's not even KD. It's James Harden with the most pressure this year. So, Miami, to just to circle back on that point, they have a great roster. What's going to concern me is Hero, Duncan, those shooters aren't necessarily the most clutch shooters in the NBA, especially when it comes down to semifinals to get to the Eastern Conference Finals. Who yeah. are you going to go for the bucket if you need a three? Jimmy doesn't shoot three. Lowry's not really a three-point shooter. Bam's in the middle. So what? I, I don't see the Miami Heat rising to that occasion. Yeah. And maybe that's what you were kind of feeling as well. Yeah, exactly. And it, it's, I don't know, I kind of expected them to be disappointing this year. Mm. You know? I, I I don't know. That's what I thought. But the fact that they're number one is is definitely wild. But that that's the setup so far. And, I mean, we'll check back in, you know, next week when we have our final final tallies. See who who we have and where they land, you know? I am very excited to see who the Nets play. Yeah. Because Lord have mercy on that. If it's if it's the Bucks, because I can see the Bucks not getting back, not because the Nets, which they can because they have KD and Kyrie, will beat them, but because that's gonna be exhausting man that that is a first round series whether you, if if it's the nets versus heat i put my money on brooklyn yeah four to two even if yeah. it's sixers nets which that's the one we all want to see oh yeah absolutely if it's boston nets nets as well so i think nets have a real potential of being a seventh seed that we could see in the eastern conference finals if it works out that way mm-hmm Matty Ice, we brought up the Atlanta Hawks as a disappointing team. Who are some other teams that you can call out and say have been disappointing this year? Hmm. Mm -mm -mm. Other teams that have been disappointing. I mean, New York Knicks. For me, with how like Julius Randle started the season, and then I just felt like they just... Fizzled out. The whole Kemba Walker situation is really head scratching. Yeah. What happened there? What 
Did he just not like Tom Thibodeau? Which there have been a lot of players like that, so I don't know if Tom Thibodeau... Yeah, because isn't that why Jimmy Butler wanted out from... Uh... Well, Jimmy Butler's his own thing, so... Yeah, it was more of the <laughs> Carl Anthony Towns, Andrew Wiggins, you guys are soft, mm. um, is why he wanted to leave that. Um, maybe Tom had something to do with that as well. Cat sure doesn't look soft now. Patrick Beverly helps. Yeah. <laughs> um, disappointing teams. Knicks, I agree with you. Lakers, for Lakers, obvious yeah, reasons. Yeah, for obvious man. reasons. Yeah, I mean, just... we don't necessarily need to dive into that, but you, the floor is yours if you want to be petty. No, I'm, I'm, I've, I've said enough. Okay, great, great. Um, <laughs> we don't need to keep reapproaching what we already know. We can talk about Portland yeah. just based on... The roster they had at the beginning of the season was still healthy Dame and healthy CJ, and even Dame looked like he wasn't playing how he should be playing. So I, I think with the Portland Trail Tankers right now, they're they're looking like a pretty disappointing team. Yeah, they just dropped everything. Like I don't know what they were thinking. Like, and I felt like they didn't make big enough moves. Like when with trading CJ McCollum. Mm-hmm. It was very clear from that moment, like they were like, "Yeah, we're done." Yeah, time to move. Because it on. wasn't even like a, they got help at that moment in that trade. They just got picks. Yeah, and they cleared cap space too, which is really important. Pelicans, the whole Zion thing, the whole now they got CJ, so they have a potential chance to play in the play-in. Um, Clippers, you could argue disappointing, but then of course Paul George and Kawhi. Well, not almost, being healthy. Yeah. So you could also argue that they're lucky to be alive. Yeah. And that has a lot to do with Ty Lu, And that's kind of the position I am uh, taking with the Clippers. I'll just say the Sacramento Kings were a very disappointing, very, very disappointing team with the, the hope, the talk, the hype. This offseason, we were supposed to ascend a little bit. I, it wasn't even... I wasn't thinking six up. I was just thinking eight, like for, for sure a play-in team, like yeah. T-Wolves. Yep. And we didn't even snip that. So um, Luke Walton, Alvin Gentry, Matt, you've been right a lot more than I have this season with calling stuff. So um, props to you, man. Uh, surprise teams, Raptors. Yeah, Raptors, I mean – Fred Van Fleet went off for like two months, mm-hmm. and it just, and then Siakam started playing a lot better. That's for sure. That's the key. Once Siakam, I think, found his rhythm again, and I don't think he'd found that rhythm for at least a year, but he he had just been. They took a lot of games that counted. Now what are they? The sixth seed? I don't know. What are they playing? I don't, I the T Wolves? No, the, oh, Raptors, the Raptors. The six. They're the six. They're seed. the six seed. Yeah, so they're not even in the play-in right now. No. As we look at the overall progression of this season, you know, Jaws injury, the Bulls kind of not being as good as they once were. Uh, so Demar and Jaw have been kind of talked out of that MVP race. Curry's injury, Durant's injury really come down to three players yeah and these three players are all big men which is crazy to say because 
a few years ago, we were all thinking that the big man was kind of starting to become a little irrelevant, right? Yeah, just the way the NBA has shifted and been very like shooting guard and point guard heavy, especially the players that are coming out of those. Like, yeah, no, all big men. That's that's interesting, right? So, Joel Embiid, Joker, and Greek Freak are your three MVPs right now, Matty Ice. Who do you see coming out on top as getting that MVP trophy? Giannis. I think Giannis takes it. So you walk to a casino. You got 50 bucks to spare. It's going- like you got to play that 50 on one of these three players. You're putting it on Giannis? I'm putting it on Giannis. Okay. Same here. I agree with you. Uh, we've, watched, we've watched a lot of Greek Freak recently. The Bucks have had a lot of um, primetime games. And yeah. they have been so dangerous. Same team. That, that squad, the, the three with Holiday, Middleton... And Giannis, they've only lost nine games this year when they've played together. Yeah, and and just how easy it's been looking for Giannis is the crazy part. Like, he just looks like he's flowing in the game all the time. Has he improved from his first two MVP seasons? I, I he must have. Free throw percentage is up, and his passing is better. Yeah. So you could argue he's still becoming a better player. Yeah. He's being smarter. His his basketball IQ has gone up, which has made his shots better because, like you said, his passing has gotten so good that he knows when to pass it out instead of forcing up that shot, Mm -hmm. which is, I think, the most important part when you're thinking about, like, Joel Embiid puts up and so does Joker. Puts up a lot of shots because they're stuck in that situation. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Especially Joker. Especially Joker. and But he's carried his team this far, and that's why he's where he's at in the MVP race. Yeah, right now my ranking is Greek Freak, Joker, and Joel. Because yeah. the Sixers have fallen to that fourth seed right now, and... All three of these. And are... you, you stated this was going to happen when Harden came in, too, that it would take away from Embiid. Yes. And we're, we're seeing that because they both need the ball in their hands. Yeah. If it was Chris Paul, Joel Embiid, we'd have a different story, but it's not. It's James Harden. Who's under the most pressure, Matt? James Harden. Yep. Who's going to choke in the playoffs? James Harden. Thank you. All right. So. <laughs> now that we've established that. Yeah. I do not have the Sixers winning the championship this year. No, no, not even. Uh, so, um, Greek Freak, Joker, and B—all—all all those guys are worthy of the MVP. Let's let's not knock any anybody. That's just um, our order. Yeah, I guess right now. But uh, yeah, go ahead. Don't see much of that changing though in like the next five games at all. Yeah, same here. But it'll be fun to watch. Uh, my name is Mitchell Keith. Matty Ice. This has been the Balls Out Podcast. Thank you for tuning in. Talk to your petty asses later. <laughs>